everybody, and welcome to, in my opinion, the Good Fight Podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and tonight we are covering Season 1, Episode 4, titled Henceforth, Known as Property. Today I'm joined by Tia Kemp. Hello. Molly Scullion. Hello. Jack O'Keefe. Hello. And Keen Cobb. Hello. All right. As we begin each podcast, I want to start with the first impressions. Uh, so Keen, what have you got? Ooh, I am so glad uh, I'm first uh, <laughs> because I watched it this morning. So uh, these half-baked ideas are fresh out the oven. But overall, I, I enjoyed it because I think in a weird way, I'm not sure if I'm writing this or not, but I feel like it, this was a really, really good filler episode because it kind of broke away from a lot of like the main things they were like like uh, hammering on in the first three episodes. There, I'm not going to ruin anything, but like there's one part, there's one scene that I, like, I was like kind of waiting for something to happen, but it didn't. So um, uh, I want to talk about that a little bit later. And um, uh, I don't, I, I don't know how to say this properly, but I don't want Luca to get with that guy. I don't <laughs> want that to happen. I feel weird about that, but like, I don't want it to happen, but that's, that's all I got. Fitting tonight that Tia in her background, her virtual background is Colin and Luca and she is between them. <laughs> standing standing in their way of of, of getting together um yes. so let's go to tia how do you feel about oh, this yeah. episode um yeah coming hot off a of keen uh yeah i don't want to see this happen he's gross she's uh <laughs> way better like she's too good for him and uh why i guess oh my gosh this this episode all this was y'all don't even know i was gonna quit because I was watching the episode and I said, if Laura Solana loses this case, I'm not watching the rest of the show. Like, there's no way. I just couldn't take it. And lo and behold, Diana, we'll talk about it more obviously, but I don't know how and why she had this aha moment in her office when she was getting emotional. But thank God she did, because now I can continue on with the podcast because <laughs> she won the case because I was about to quit. Um, and then I was just excited to see Black clients. Because where have they been this whole time? We haven't gotten black clients. And the last thing I will say, and I will say this throughout the podcast, where the hell is Amy? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Molly, what do you got? Um, I I liked this episode a lot. I what I, I think I like I like it because again, if you look at when it was released and how um like early in 27 it, it or 2017 it came out and the fact that we're already getting we're getting yeah. into fake news and right. all of this good goodness oh it's so it's so nice and i just love that alongside this like really interesting uh legal case that has such a, a you know moral weight to it too it, it's a great it's a great pair yeah, you and Jack have uh, watched this live. Uh, for me, this is taking me back into that time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I've uh, I'm, I'm I'm new to this uh, the show. We've got a new administration. Uh, some things are changing, but it it's not that. Uh, so yeah, it is uh, crazy to see how early they got into that stuff. Because yeah, this was like March 2017, and they're coming right at it. Mm -hmm. Damn. Jack, what do you got? Uh, to follow up with Molly, uh, to finally credit uh, a quote I've been repeating uh, like each episode, uh, Rafi Letzer for Insider wrote that the good wife and 
by extension, I think The Good Fight, is secretly one of the best science fiction shows on TV, that it is speculative fiction about the current moment. Because, like, that gene shit they're getting into with the embryo stuff, like, yeah, that's happening, and I would have never heard about it if someone told me they were... Like, there is science fiction being written and published now about the consequences of that that don't even recognize that that is already happening, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so just, and again, and, and going deep into fake news, not only early, but in detail, like not just like throwing out like, oh, it's a fake news stuff, like being like, oh, here is how it has happened. It is tracking the active spread of, of misinformation. And I, I like Maya's first season episodes. I like a lot more and they're less about like not succession or more so not arrested development and more about Maya Rendell as sort of Alicia Florrick Jr. And like, oh, what would Alicia have gone through if everything that was happening to her happened a decade later? Yeah. And that's kind of the ground that is being tread upon in this episode, I feel. You can see all that. Uh, for me, I enjoyed the episode a lot. I do think that there was uh, some table setting that was that was going on. So there is some filler but it's filler that uh, you're you're gonna taste real soon, I think. Um, mm-hmm. With especially with Mike Christiva getting into things, of all of the characters in the Good Wife, the, in the Good Verse, and I have I still have a lot to go with uh, the Good Fight. I think he's my my least favorite. I hate him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate his guts. Um, he's brilliantly played uh, in that way by. Um, uh, Matthew Perry, who seems to be doing some sort of uh, Marlon Brando-ish sort of thing with the way that he's talking, and we'll maybe talk a little bit more about that. But another way that they are weaving in, because watching the the Good Wife and then seeing him pop up here, of course he's working for the Trump Justice Department. Jesus fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, some table setting stuff. Uh, I enjoyed each of the storylines, even the um, intricacies of the uh, the case. Um, as we'll discuss now. So the the gist of the the base of the case is it's a fertility case. A woman, uh, Laura Solano, wants her eggs back. She had donated them. And five years have passed. It was a five-year contract. Eight years have now gone by. And she wants to have a kid. And she wants to go after those uh, after those eggs. So she's coming to the firm to handle that and see what's going on. Uh, so what are your general thoughts on on this storyline? There's a lot of things that kind of pop up uh, in here, developments and whatnot. What do you like, not like, legal questions that I can't answer? Well, first off, it was not a mistake. Mm-hmm. They did that mess on purpose. Mm-hmm. How do I know? Because she's a Black woman. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, but it, yeah, it's like, it, it, was, it, it was very obvious that the, the quote unquote mix up, you know, she had 12. That's 12. That's a, what is it? Isn't that all the disciples? Anyway, it's just. <laughs> 12 tribes of uh, Judah, 12 disciples. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm number. just, yeah. I, so th- how the, the, the details of how that happened and also bless his heart, the, the older man who couldn't hear anything um, was very brilliantly played. Um, yeah. But yeah, those are my initial thoughts of how everything came together. In addition to the excitement of seeing a black client. <laughs> uh, one small thing about the the doctor, uh, mm. I appreciated that when he misheard 
it wasn't anything close to what the person said. (laughs) Right. uh, A lot of times in the depiction of the hard of hearing in films, it's like a jokey kind of thing played for a joke that's something close to what they said. Uh, With Mm -hmm. this, it's not. Like uh, my mom is hard of hearing. I know very well (laughs) that the way that they depict this, at least in my experience, is more accurate. It's never anything close uh, Mm -hmm. to what the person, person has said. I'm not sure if I've done it before, but that's definitely a move I would have used in my past life on stage. Not with everybody, but I think certain people would get 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 on board with it. But um, yeah, I thought I thought he was really not funny, but well played. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I think with within the case, I loved the developments and how like it wasn't wildly, it wasn't like a sharp turns here or there, but like all right, well, she sold them, so no. Well, then again, the contract ran out. But mm-hmm. so now, th- so like, I like the way that it kind of built up a little bit. If I ever see that guy that was like <laughs> the father mm-hmm. in these streets, Tweety Bird threatened his life. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now, okay? Mm-hmm. He looked like Tweety Bird. Oh. He did. <laughs> <laughs> just the rudeness. Just no need for any Evil. of that. That was just, yeah. wow. Man. The Molly? Oh, no, I just said, oh, man. Ah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. The beginning of this, they go to that one doctor. Uh, it was the one guy who had changed the name of the place. I was like, don't have the files anymore. Get the yeah, fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> Lake Drive Medical. Uh, and he's like, oh, I see what happened here. You want Lake Drive Medical. That place closed down due to financial troubles. We're like mm. Lake Drive Science or something like that. Uh-huh. And she's like, uh, we're going to sue you. Oh, if you, yeah, go ahead. Go, go sue them. They are out of business, um, but I'm sure they can be helpful. Um, no, we're coming after you, you son of a bitch. Um, because it's it's all the same thing. You are this company. <laughs> so appreciated that. Diane's good. She had a few mm-hmm. really good moments within within this mm-hmm. where she just kind of moved her cases. England. <laughs> yeah. It was like something out of house. <laughs> it's not lupus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, England. Uh, it was fun. I did enjoy also when Lara Solano was in there after Diane comes in. Uh, and then heads out. Uh, she looks at Barb mm-hmm. and it's like, so you're expanding? <laughs> <laughs> and just a, a pitch perfect line delivery. That a lesser <laughs> show would have had a whole scene where she just lays out all of her thoughts, all mm-hmm. of her feelings. But the writers are smart enough to know you just need one word <laughs> and yeah. we get everything we need to get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. No, I was just thinking. Um, about like yeah just little interactions like that it was good to see that especially just the prep of Barbara talking about like this is one of our first clients this one of our best clients so again it was just that first it was just a nice setup in terms of reminding us like the history and the relationships within the firm because so far we've had the pro bono situation a lot Mm -hmm. of the stuff with the Rendells and then where do we go after that oh one of Diane's old clients who happens to be a doctor who's helping helping someone who he thought was you know didn't realize it was a terrorist so we really haven't seen the relationships of the folks at Bozeman so to see that um, camaraderie between Barbara and one of the clients and you know to have that moment it wouldn't have happened if you know so I I hope we see more of that um, because we already have to deal with Maya's stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah 
I think I, I really like this moment to like finally see Barb at least a little happy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like she, I just feel like she she really got the short end of the stick every time she was on screen <laughs> in the prior three episodes, and it's finally like, oh okay, like she's something. She's at least seeing somebody she likes, even though it's not under great circumstances. It's mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And not just that moment, but when right after the England, uh, when <laughs> the count, Counselor Hoff, uh, the lawyer, comes in and she says, how did you do this? What did you do? Um, Best line. Best line. Yeah. Oh, we dialed four four and then the number. <laughs> Pretty good. So good. Um, yeah. So she's just enjoying herself this episode. And yeah, I agree. It's good to see. It turns out this egg had been fertilized. They get that information from the the older doctor, I guess. And there's also this moment where Diane says to him, you know, we're lawyers, right? <laughs> and I couldn't tell if she was just thought that he was fucking with her mm-hmm. um, or if, what 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 the purpose of that particular line was. But I did enjoy it. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so this this egg is uh, has been fertilized, and the reasoning for it um, was that this woman has looks like Lee's syndrome, which is a neurological disorder, and they're going to use Solano's like some material from Solano's egg, implant mm-hmm. it into this other woman's egg, so that she can have a baby that is free of Lee's syndrome. That was the gist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then discard the the other embryo mm-hmm. and that's not Which just is, too is well. some like uh, and again i keep harming this but it's some like heady like heady shit yeah lack of i was thinking of i was yeah. thinking of gattaca was it gattaca the one with um uma oh, thurman yeah yeah where like they start that's when like they were showing like how you can literally tailor make your baby and i think ethan yeah. hawk was like the last or like one of the last like natural natural births yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that made me start thinking of that movie. Even, <laughs> even like the the concept of like taking the you know biological products of someone and like picking them a piece for parts so that you you can live your like more perfect idealized imagined self, mm-hmm. you know, like to live to like have like a boutique biology for lack of a better word, is like a horrifying implication that I, I don't think this episode ignores, but it's the, the you know, the tragedy of a hour-long time slot is that, like, you can come across these ideas that invite a lot more conversation and exploration, and you can mm-hmm. only really scratch a little bit beyond the surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that whole situation, I, I'm curious what y'all's thoughts are on this, but they seem so... Um, intent on Laura uh, Solano's egg specifically mm-hmm. where it seemed like they could have just like if it was like oh no my bad like we didn't you know mm-hmm. yeah we thought we thought the egg was up for grabs so mm-hmm. I don't understand especially if they're picking it apart for just spare parts why um, there was such a push but they were also very very evil people mm-hmm. and the whole dynamic between them even when Okay, this is the other thing. There was a moment when Laura waved the baby daddy and he come in and I, I mean, I'm not going to say anything about appearance or whatever, but she's <laughs> like, I love this child. I'm still yeah. going to make mm-hmm. it work. Mm-hmm. She gendered the child already. I don't know <laughs> why, but she, she was like, oh, that child, that kid's going to go to cl- college and I'm going to raise him. I was like, okay, well, you don't know the gender, but whatever. And then, uh, but you know, she saw, she saw 
who fertilized it and she still went forward. And then that cringe moment afterwards where she tries to interact with them. And I was like yelling at the TV, like, girl, don't. But anyway, mm-hmm. all of that reminds me of that parable where the woman steals the other woman's baby in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the king was like, we shall, all right, uh, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to cut this baby in half. And the real mother is like, no, just give her the baby. Like that energy. Whereas the the fake mom was like, yeah, I cut the baby in half. So I, (laughs) that couple reminded me of that evil woman from Bible Mm -hmm. times. Yeah. There was definitely King Solomon vibes through, throughout this, uh, (laughs) King Solomon played in the modern era by judge Stanek, uh, (laughs) is good to see back. And he's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. remind me, Molly, Jack, Tia, uh, in The Good Wife, mm-hmm. did he have something, was he very short-tempered as far as like, was there something with phones? I vaguely remember. I think there was a cell phone thing. thing. The yeah. cell phone thing feels super familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also a nice reintroduction, like, oh, okay, I remember him. I remember this behavior. I know how mm-hmm. he's going to be through this. Uh, really enjoyed his uh, his return uh, to The Good Verse uh, with with this one. Uh, and yeah, see it, I think it hit that right on the, right on the head, very King Solomon. And it does kind of end that way. Um, they would rather see it destroyed than <laughs> be its rightful owner, which is also, um, done in Seinfeld with the bike that Elaine wants. Uh, so it's, a uh, it's something that keeps coming back throughout the age. Okay. Two, um, two quick things, uh, with the case. Um, one, I enjoyed the writing that they used for, um, and they painted it off. Uh, the rule of threes when they kept comparing the embryo to a used car <laughs> yeah. and how the judge like finally like solidified it at the end i was like all right mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a nice move yeah and, you get uh, diane got one uh hoff got one i think that was her last name hoff i can't remember the first name um and then yeah the the judge was like let me put this in language <laughs> you lawyers can understand <laughs> uh, i'm sorry point two keen uh the other one i was gonna ask was now I'm trying to remember the paper trail of the embryo because the eggs were sold, if I remember right, for 20000 when she was young. And, oh, yeah, that, that, that was the other part I was rem- remembering. If I remember right, I'm actually, I don't know if they kind of mentioned it or I read it in, like, the um, synopsis for the episode, but didn't Solano have, like, didn't she, like, heal from, like, a sickness or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ovarian cancer. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, and then that that played that made me think like, okay, if you're taking genes from this egg or embryo at that point, wouldn't couldn't the genes that, mind you, I'm not a scientist and I don't <laughs> sound like one at all right now. But if if some cancers can be predispositioned, if I said that word right, mm-hmm. wouldn't that kind of nullify the whole effect of taking genetics from that egg to to heal or to to make sure that the other egg, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm saying a lot. I'm sorry, but uh, so a I truly do not know. But if I had a best <laughs> guess, uh, is that when she donated the egg, there was probably no indication of ah. ovarian cancer, so that wouldn't have been a thing they were probably even looking out for. Again, this gets into a level of science that I'm not familiar with. You know, at what point does someone who will have disease have the, like the inklings or yeah. be susceptible to it, and can that be detected? Uh, for uh, me, I guess, with the limited knowledge, I have very limited knowledge of all of this stuff. If it were me, knowing what I know, uh, I would say that this other disease, uh, Lee's syndrome, uh, is not treatable at this time. It, it results in, in death pretty 
fairly quickly, it would seem. Um, and the the cancers, there's there's a lot more progress behind behind that. So maybe that was a a risk they were willing to take. That's fair, yeah. Um, mm. But also, as pointed out earlier, get another egg, mm-hmm. <laughs> get another <laughs> egg. Um, but that's besides the point, I think. Yeah. So the the hates paid what was it nine thousand mm-hmm. pounds for for this procedure because there was also that the fun moments with that lawyer or not the lawyer the doctor on the on the stand um, who was being very mm-hmm. only giving the information enough information to not make it so the jig was up. Or who was uh, that, uh, Mister Fucking Governor McInnit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love that I, dude. I wouldn't say. Illegal, so much as they don't approve of it. Um, yeah. So the the England moment was where they're they're going to England. The hates are going to England. The doctor is going to England, and we have Jay. I think it was does his name right, Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, pop in and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. that son of a bitch is going to England too." So one puts one and two together, uh, <clears throat> and they uh, go after him for that. Why are you going to England? Why you gotta go to England and do this? <laughs> and then maybe that's where uh, her England, like, let me not so much a she knew exactly what she was going for, Diane. I mean, but maybe there's something there uh, that they can use it to stop to stop this. Uh, and there was it was the the cost. So in England, it was the Human Fertilization and Embryology Authority. Sounds very British, <laughs> and they paid twenty thousand dollars. Uh, for it, so she, yeah, she had sold hers for twenty thousand dollars. They paid nine thousand, and it was way over the seven hundred and fifty pounds. Uh, yeah, fun, fun shout out to the uh, healthcare system we have too. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, I, I think it's so appropriate that for a, a healthcare themed episode, everybody at some point is getting fucked over by some bureaucratic nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like like the biggest theme of this case is how like the rich and powerful shield themselves behind bureaucratic inconvenience. And that like, if you're not paying people a lot of money to just like push through it, you're not gonna get justice. Mm -hmm. The end of this storyline is pretty much Solano outside, outside the courtroom or somewhere in the in the courtroom, and she's talking to Tweety Bird, and Tweety <laughs> is uh, listening. She's pouring out her heart, like I, if this happens, if everything goes well, I want you in his life. He's gonna need uh, other people. This baby needs to know love. What do you say? Fuck you. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he just kind of uh, tweets away. Mister Hate. That's their their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, hate is right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they pronounce it height. Oh, um, but it, it is very excited about that. A I G H T. They they know what they're doing. The writers know what they're doing. I think. Yeah. Yep. Did anyone um, find it? Uh, I, I want to. I'm curious people's thoughts on the wife not speaking the entire episode. That creeped me out a little bit. Like mm-hmm. she didn't say anything. Like, and I don't think she was on the stand at all either. Like it was, yeah. Mm-mm. The wife has this Lee syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's if it because the very brief reading that I did, it seems like when it comes on you um, later in life, when it when the symptoms start presenting themselves later in life, uh, different things start shutting down. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to put 
Mm. And, you know, too much, read too much into her not talking because I don't know that she could talk or, you know, her state of mind or any, anything like, like that. But fair, yeah. fair points for sure. Yeah. G- given this show's, given this show's depictions of the hyper rich, I don't think it would be far flung to say like there's something she's, she's got, she needs a rescue operation mm. uh, more than a medical one. But also it might just be a matter of they didn't want to pay someone who wasn't an extra to say lines <laughs> that it was it was just cheaper to have someone there who didn't have any lines because you gotta pay when they have lines mm. <laughs> it's true you know that uh, bartender's got two lines but that's money right there oh man uh, good, money character. Nonetheless. good character good character um yeah so there is some exchange oh the exchanges with him have to do with uh micro steva for the most part in between luca and and colin so let's go mm-hmm. to well before i do uh move us on is there anything you feel happened within this storyline that is going to impact other things there was this kind of a self-contained thread the the one part of it that i i liked but i was like sitting there like on the edge of my seat was the whole time uh diane and barbara were talking I was just waiting for like, um, yeah. So about that, uh, that buy-in. Um, mm-hmm. hmm, it's been a few few weeks, so I'm I'm like, I'm still uh, on pins about that. Diane just looks the- at her phone and gets a Venmo request. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, that's my watch. Where's my money, I gotta, Joe. I gotta go. <laughs> the other thing is like real real quick. For some reason, I don't know. This is the first time I've ever been like this for the show. But I think I'm loving costume wardrobe design all of a sudden because, mm-hmm. like, Diane had a certain jacket on. I think it was like a green kind of thing with, I don't want to say like pellets or anything, but like kind of like gemstone kind of looking like a thing. And I only noticed that because a woman of her age and her stature, and I feel bad about saying that, I might be saying it wrong, but I feel like she would wear a jacket like that because I, I, I imagine my aunt wearing a jacket like that mm-hmm. while. Um, Maya's lawyer, which does she work there? I thought she did, but she was in like a different office. Um, she had a greens houndstooth jacket, which I thought was, oh, so good. And all of a sudden I love jackets now, which I'm learning <laughs> about myself. So that's all I had to say about that. I just like that scene between her, Diane and Barbara. Yeah. Uh, uh, they also talk about kids in that, in that scene. Yeah. And do you regret having any, uh, Barb asks, uh, Diane, Diane's response was that, and you can correct me, but it was something like people think that work has kept me from having kids, mm-hmm. but there, there was a but there, but I couldn't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it, she said it was like the opposite. Which I didn't understand. Yeah. I, I was trying I, to put it together. I was like, what? <laughs> what is the opposite? The kids the op- kept her from... <laughs> no, the opposite is that she, I can relate to this. She wanted kids, but because it just didn't happen, then her only other choice was to pour herself into her work. Mm-hmm. So it's like what, like sometimes my friends, <laughs> oh no, I feel like vulnerable moment. But anyway, I don't have <laughs> kids yet, but my, all of like all of my best friends have kids. And sometimes they're like, oh, Tia, you get to do all these things and you can travel and you're this and you're that. I'm like, yeah, what, what else am I going to do? Like, that's mm-hmm. all I can do. But if I had kids, of course I would, you know, stay home, but it's, you know, anyway, just kind of the whole idea of. Mm-hmm. What else is she going to do but, you know, work and pursue her passion? But she would prioritize a child if that came about. I get, you know? Okay, I get it now. Thank you. 
I don't. Wait, so... I requested elaboration. <laughs> and I got it. But wait, so... Because I, I took this as like that that Drake lyric from a few years ago. I didn't hide I didn't hide my kids from the world. I hid the world from my kid or something like that along those lines. <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> but uh, so like... You're not locked in here with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so, okay. So like they said... <sighs> The kids not having kids or the job didn't stop them, but not having kids stopped her from not having kids. That's what the part I'm getting confused with. I mean, I think it's go go ahead, Jack. Oh, sorry. Uh, Just that like that she was already so sort of dug into the career track, which I mean, we have to remember she was an up and comer like. 40 years ago, mm. much different landscape. Uh, so mm-hmm. like, if you wanted to make your way up, you really, really had to dig in. You know, there is a lot more that she had to do uh, comparatively than she might've had to do, you know, were she Maya's age, were she in the position that Maya is in right now. Yeah. So it just that, it's not that she, it, it, it's, she didn't decide that kids weren't an option. I think she's saying that the world decided uh, that kids okay. were not an option. Okay, thank you. Thank you all. All right, we're ready to if move If you're on. ever wondering about a woman's opinions on pregnancy, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely go to me before anybody else. <laughs> first person thank I'm you. talking to. Thank you, Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Jack. Uh, all right, then let's go to, to Maya, who is dealing with some bots trolls and a scumbag ex-boyfriend god he's the worst so what do you what do you got on this one where's amy (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah what does she think about these articles popping up so it's so weird and i think i was i was asking about this like in our earlier episode and i probably didn't articulate well but i was very i wanted to know more about their relationship and more about her because i didn't know if they just like threw that in there you know without any um just like intentional and deep thought to go and go make their relationship go more in depth. But now through this episode, I'm like, I guess they did because it makes no sense that there would not have at least been a phone call to Amy or Amy calling Maya. Like what, what's going on? And Dave, are you okay? Yeah. We got that from the ex-boyfriend. There was a quick scene where his partner called. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true. But yeah, Amy is, you know, MIA. So, I mean, obviously Jack and Molly know you know, whatever that reason or tactic was. I don't know, maybe Amy's in Tahiti and I did not, I did, was not aware. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I just find that, that stood out to me with Maya's whole, uh, that storyline. Tahiti. Uh, this, this did a few things. One, it, it's crazy how, how dated this, for me at least, I think this plot line was where like maybe maybe 2017 you see that and all of a sudden you're like oh shit man uh, they're saying this they're saying that is they really doing that but me being in 2021 i'm looking at them like yeah that's yeah that's 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 clickbait don't ignore it just (laughs) live your your life she's up in people's faces how do you stop this what's going on i'm like (laughs) you're not trying to fuse a bomb it's just a, a dumb computer program like leave it alone yeah, I am surprised but, that no, I kept waiting for someone to name drop the Streisand effect, mm. uh, which for anyone who's not familiar, uh, Barbara Streisand's house, the picture of her house got put on the internet, like, I guess like a decade ago. At and least, she yeah. did not want it to get seen, 
And so she got a lot of people to try to take it down, which just made the internet share it more and more and give it more exposure. And that kind of feels like what this episode just kind of ends on. Just like, Mm -hmm. don't do that. (laughs) Just let it become part of the noise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do think that's so that is interesting about this episode, though, is how quickly that became like, uh, yeah, whatever, like, like, we get it, there's a lot of lies out there. But I really do think that a lot of people watching it at that point, four years ago, were like, oh, this is how it works. And this is how this can happen. And, and, you know, all of that, and not to give anything away, but there's, there's other things that come up that are similar in that regard and I, and I it is it is weird to go back and watch now and be like yeah who doesn't who doesn't get it <laughs> like come on yeah how many how many nanas call their their grandbabies and were like hey get off the internet get off of it you're going to make up stuff about you is they going to say you uh-huh. like canned peaches don't do it <laughs> the uh, couple <laughs> more things about this the i liked that uh chum hum has returned yeah. Uh, Chum Hum is back, baby. Um, and uh, Chum Hum also, by the way, sounds like the next idea from Joe McMillan. Uh, if uh, Comet didn't didn't work, um, <laughs> although of course Comet was not his idea, but that's besides the point. Halt and Catch Fire stuff. Sorry for that. Was a thank you. That one's just for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, very very good show. Check it out. Um, yes, yeah, so Chum Hum is back, and. Uh, I, I had to have known this existed, but is it true that these bots then auto-populate web pages and shit like that? Is that what they were saying was going on? That's what they were saying. I, <laughs> as someone who accidentally got a job in tech within the past year, that feels <laughs> like it could be possible. I'm not familiar enough with like Twitter's whole thing. I could see how that would happen for a website. Mm-hmm. But for like a Twitter account uh, to automatically like replicate itself, yeah. I am not sure. And even if I was sure, I would not be confident that that photographer fuckhead has like the knowledge to pull it off. Yeah. Because he That's did not just, seem terribly smart. No. That's another thing that like I'm kind of like um, on two sides of the fence about. One, uh, they depicted uh, artists very badly that were very um shallow and and evil and conniving manipulative Mm -hmm. and two that they said all those things and that is accurate which i don't appreciate (laughs) they let the bag they let the cat out of the bag and i don't like it um but for whatever reason when i seen how he how he behaved and how he was whatever i was like oh yeah maya would date a dude like this yeah this makes sense (laughs) like she just doesn't enjoy good things or like this is, nice things. So. This is absolutely the last dude you date before you realize that you are not straight. <laughs> like that is absolutely who that person is manufactured to be. Oh, uh, he is terrible. They have that uh, interaction uh, where they um, uh, first confront him because the first person that noticed like this is on your Twitter account, is it, uh, is Marissa. Uh, she picks up on things very quickly and then they go and see like, I'll be your lawyer. I'll just look menacing the whole time, whatever. Um, and he says something along the lines of, is this your new girlfriend? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, and if I was, that'd be okay too. I'm not gay, but if that, if I was that too, I'd be fine. Um, yeah. 
uh, he is he's a scumbag. Uh, and then he says that it wasn't him, that it was these bots that he created. They're on their own. And he does have that kind of Hydra thing where he's like, cut off their head and two will arise. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, it seems I don't want to get into the, the tech of things, but I am just curious now if there's like a Twitter bot out there that also is also like a web crawler that goes around and pulls information from from different. Well, things. as a as a sneakerhead, I will tell you, uh, sneakerhead and newly um, action figure head, I guess um, that definitely is a thing where like if you program if you program uh, a program to look out for certain terms or words or sizes that it will do that so like but at the same time you have to be able to set it up and control it so the whole yeah. <laughs> the whole hydra line i could see that being a possibility now but 2017 that's like that's like um that's like whenever you saw like an old action movie and there was always a tech guy he would just have <laughs> the computer yeah. and just know every fucking code like all right we I get mean. it you know what yeah exactly <laughs> get out of here <laughs> Like taking candy from a baby, using <laughs> sodas around the uh, computers. Yep. Um, oh, really quick. Speaking uh, speaking of babies, I really appreciate that they made it so that the child and the mother's reaction to the ex boyfriend getting slapped was uh, one of giddiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she, I, it wasn't a slap so much as it was a backhand. That was a backhand. That was yeah. like a yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she she backhanded him because it was her right hand across uh, the right side of his face, um, and yeah, because mm. I, I went back and I looked, I was like, it looked like a backhand. Mm -hmm. She backhanded you, him. You use the tools God gives you in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so the websites popping up are that she bought three hundred fifty thousand dollars in jewelry, um, and that she's being fired. There's that moment where she's. Um, called by Yisha, are you being fired? She goes into Adrian. Adrian's like, I don't know enough about you to fire you. <laughs> so I'm that was the okay then. Old headline. You're not being H. fired. Go. So good. Beat it. Yeah. Shoo. Be gone. Uh, Yisha went to send him the uh, temporary restraining order and he's like, ah, you don't know a lot about computers, oh. do you? Cha cha. Um, <laughs> I bounce all my things all over the globe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cook County Circuit has no jurisdiction. Uh, yeah, he's a scumbag. Just him saying Cook County, so like you know the legal <laughs> parameters, like you know these things. I can see if you said some shit like, "Well, uh, as far as I know, in Chicago, if you say, well, according to the doctorate of the uh, municipalities <laughs> of, like, come on, man, mm -hmm. you're doing shit. I know you are. Like, get out of here, Marissa." Uh, who else? Yisha and Jay uh, and Maya are having that discussion. And she says, yeah, I, legally, th we've reached the limits of the law. You're just going to have to deal with it, move on, ignore it. And she and Maya's like, I can't do anything. And she's like, not legally. Uh, and then <laughs> oh. saying that illegally, there's something I can do. No, I'm not saying it. And then uh, Marissa sounded <laughs> like that. Sounded like that to me too. <laughs> uh, just a fun moment. Uh, so I hope I see that grouping of people together mm. more often because it was just a fun interaction playing off each other that I really enjoyed. The plan they do come up with is to put up some shitty, disgusting things about Ted. Uh, there was something about kitty porn animated series or something. 
I love okay. the use of the word kitty here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was an article about, I think about some, some sex kinks uh, because they were, they were putting something together about, uh, about that, or maybe that was putting together the other one. And then there was also mm-hmm. one where he was talking about stealing like $45,000 from a liquor store. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> really all over the map, uh, just going on, pulling in a whole bunch of different keywords and things that people might search. And then this is going to pop up and it sure enough does. And you're ruining my life shows up. Uh, what does he say? Um, he calls her, calls her some names, but, uh, Adrian mm-hmm. is right there. Adrian intercedes. Mm-hmm. That is a great moment too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was quality, uh, Papa bear moments. Uh, the fact that he was so busy, he was like, get out of my room, get, get out. I'm doing stuff. <laughs> grown, grown folk business. And at the end, he looked dead at her eyes like, look, you're like, he was like, look, this here is out. Uh, fuck, I messed the joke up. Because um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember which, which restaurant is, but uh, this is the Olive Garden, okay? When you're here, you're family, all right? <laughs> remember that. <laughs> so I appreciated that part. But I, I want to go back. I'm sorry. I hate, I hate this dude. But like, when he starts talking about the servers, I'm like, dude, he's exactly like the one guy that will come to Best Buy that won't buy anything. Mm-hmm. but will bother the entire computer department because he'll mm-hmm. ask you all these questions that he knows the answers to just to, to prove how smart online. he is. Yeah. He, he says anything you want to say. Uh, and he, Ted says, you drop your news articles, I'll drop mine. Uh, and they do. And Adrian's like, your business is done here. He, he leaves. Uh, they take that elevator down, have that pop a moment as Keen was describing. And then there's new, there was new articles that were popping up too. Uh, and then you just say, tell her to let it go um, and trust the people you know won't believe it. And then we see those articles land in the hands of Mike Christiva. Scumbag mm-hmm. piece of shit. God, I hate him. Which so, you hate to see, but also it's like he sends all these people off to look into it. Yeah. He's working off bad info, you know. He's not a great manager, you know, and you don't need 12 people. Uh, yeah, and why do they have to go anywhere to do any of it? The, 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 the entire the entire law firm of Reddick Bozeman has one investigator, and Mike Christiva needs a dozen people, needs his twelve disciples yeah. to try to find out if a woman spent tri- six digits on jewelry. Yeah. Oh my gosh! End uh, the I, meeting right here. Uh, I have no other in- <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, and, and he's lucky he that landed in front of him. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, what was... else was planned for this meeting? <laughs> uh, it's like all those Zooms we would have. What are we here to talk about? Could have been an email. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we're talking about Mike Christiva, that storyline. He is part of the good verse. He is a scumbag. But he's going to be very, he's going to create some very interesting stuff here. And he's definitely somebody who is going to pull in the Trump era in a way that is oh, going yeah. to anger me fucking big time. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, but, so what are your thoughts about this? Um, one Mom. of the lines that really annoyed me and it triggered me too, just because of conversations I just have um, in general, but when, I don't know who it was, I guess it was Mike's boss 
um, you know, and the the guy behind me who's trying to hook up with Luca. Anyway, now I'm forgetting all these guys' names, but yeah. basically it was like, hey, you know, he's just doing this about, it's about the police brutality cases. And the boss is like, wait, is it just about police brutality? He's like, uh, no, it's not. It's not ah, just about that. I got other stuff. <laughs> yeah. I got other things. <laughs> yeah, I got other things. And it reminded me of like those people who say that the Civil War wasn't just about slavery. It was about all these other things. And when you ask, okay, mm-hmm. what were the other things? And they're like, States uh, rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's like, th- this is what it's about. And so the whole police brutality thing, it's like, it is about this, but um, yes. I, I just hope it doesn't get, like you said, Mike, I hope it doesn't get dragged on too long because the guy is annoying. He reminds me of Pierce Morgan. I just don't <laughs> like him. Yeah. Pierce Mer- Morgan, who just walked off the set and his job at that um, British morning show. Thank goodness. Yes. Taking uh, a stand by being the worst person in the world. <laughs> yeah, well done, I mean, Piers. Hey, if if more people like that want to take a stand by like <laughs> shutting the fuck up, I'm all for it, man. Yep. If if Tucky C wants to walk shot. off his show, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and oh, when man. you watch that video, um, quick uh, sidetrack here. When you watch that video of him doing that, it is the most polite disagreement. <laughs> That you can watch, and he's like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not doing this. Take it. Pierce oh is getting God, upset. Take it. <laughs> um, back oh, to Christiva, and Diane is. She asks Marissa to spy because she sees, and she's mm-hmm. not quite sure. We don't quite see who it is. Go, right. go see what's going on in Adrian's office, but don't go in. And of course, she has that Mr. Bean kind of moment. <laughs> <laughs> holds on to the painting and just like oh look at this um mm. you need any help nope nope all good uh she calls adrian out and warns him about mike and he's like hey i'm a big boy i can handle it thanks but i got it and then christiva pops into her office very brief discussion which he then lies uh lies mm. big time uh about this and you can see the rage rising in diane in that moment oh he so wait, I'm I'm sorry. So I'm like the only person that that has no no prior experience to to mm-hmm. to this man. A uh, few things you're, you're seeing Darth Vader, in my my opinion. Uh, God, you're, you're going to go. You'll go back and watch uh, Anakin. Dude, yeah. I would as as I was getting ready to say something, I was really trying to think of like a comparison, and I was like, all right, Star Wars, and I immediately went to Star <laughs> Wars, and I thought of that. Um, nice. but when I when I seen when I saw him, I was just like, "All right, one, I love seeing uh, Perry get some work. Two, mm-hmm. uh, Christiva. That sounds like a name that I would fucking hate growing up. That I would uh, be like, "Fuck you, Christiva." It just sounds like a name that I do not like. Yeah. Uh, and that's not, that might sound wrong, um, but An artificial uh, sweetener. <laughs> uh, and three, I'm going to I, I treat I treat so whenever I see a usually comedic actor play uh play an evil villain or an asshole um i love it because it shows how much a very funny person can like dive into the other side of things into like the the, the deepness and darkness of things mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm i'm excited to see that um i, I compare it to like pro wrestling like enjoying watching a heel yeah, like mm-hmm. whenever i ha- i'm a fan of a heel I, I enjoy it um and I'm gonna sound real dumb because I watched it this morning, but like when when they were during the um uh when they all gave him the summons, uh the subpoenas, which by the way, 
whenever you see like a, a biking uh, male person, <laughs> oh. don't go in that room. He's, That's a clear giveaway. He's he's part of the good verse. Yeah, he's <laughs> I, like I the, laughed. He's the summons guy. <laughs> yeah, I oh laughed when gosh. I saw him. I think I even that was one of the things I texted Molly. I go, ah, he's back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They make a joke about it at some point, right? Like when he in the good wife, like, how much do you get paid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the good wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he he must be the first person to answer those emails. Uh, mm-hmm. when like, oh, we need it. We need these people served. I'm on it. I got it. Done. Oh, same got office. It. Even better. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. He's the best likable scumbag. There is the, in the discussion with Diane and Mike, he says, I'm on your side. I want to see some changes. Oh, also when he's talking to Adrian put in charge of seeing what they can do about police brutality in Chicago, Adrian says you can start by putting brutal cops in jail. Mm-hmm. Is that Diane with the discussion with him uh, changes the subject? She's she's being so careful with everything, every question, every word, because she knows him and she knows what he will likely do. Um, so she mm-hmm. changes the subject uh, to his son, who has apparently died of reading it acute lymphoblastic leukemia uh, just about a year ago. She didn't know. And he says, mm-hmm. that's why I took this job. And then that, like, no, you didn't. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. I did love the move that, that she did exactly what anyone watching would have begged her to do and immediately Google yep. it. Like right <laughs> yep. after he leaves. Yeah, hit that chum hum. Uh, Christiva is summoning them to a grand jur- jury. He's going after Reddick, Bozeman, and Kolstad. We have that scene where Luca is conspiring with Mike the server and uh, to get some time with Colin to go over what the what the deal is. Tia, I will leave you, or I leave everyone else to discuss the <laughs> flirtiness of, of the sides of those conversations. But the uh, legal side of this is that she wants him to kind of dig into things and see what the deal is. Uh, and I love that he also says like, oh yeah, he lies. <laughs> like this is a known thing, Jesus. So what about yeah. their interactions with, with each other? I, I know how you feel, Tia. Uh, Tia, I feel like you feel about these two the same way you do about Gemma, Gemma Whelan. Is that her name? Oh, uh, uh, Geraldine. Yeah, Geraldine in uh, Killing Eve. Hate. Yeah. Hate. Height, I should say. You hate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, uh, is this going to happen, y'all? Is this happening? The, the I think, yeah, it's definitely happening. Uh, I also feel like his therapist just saw 40 Days, 40 Nights with Freddie Prinze Jr., <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's like and i can't tell if he's joking it seems like it's it it was serious but it could also be him just being uh charming within the context of this conversation that he has avoided different contact contact for a year or so and next week our time he can he can get together again i, I will say this um, what I would hate to see. So this is like a prediction. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely hate to see him, you know, work with Luca to the point where he goes from the bad side to the good side and end up also working at Bozeman. That mm-hmm. would gross me out because I Oof. could also, I could see the writers again, because I'm trying not to get too comfortable in this African-American just you know utopia uh, <laughs> that has been created in the law firm 
Um, but they're like, no, we, we have all these white women here. What if we introduce a white man to the firm? Like, I'm wondering if they would mm-hmm. go that way, but maybe I'm wrong again. I don't know. I'm a newbie to the show. Am I wrong? Oh, don't answer that. <laughs> we'll wait and see. But yeah. I mean, I, I think, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, so you go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, um, one, I hear, I hear what you're saying and I'm hoping uh, the same thing that it doesn't happen but now I'm looking at it like almost like a writer like I, I do see this happening now because in every little subsect of this of of the show right now the one thing that that the show doesn't have is a long-standing romance so I think they probably slotted this as like the what they feel is like the perfect two or like the perfect character to carry that uh, uh, that's what i'm seeing it seeing it as and look i mean marissa tomei went to hillman college so if, <laughs> if she can get into hillman college <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure uh, you can be a lawyer at bozeman no. so just saying that's, that was a deep cut but i i think i think i think it's gonna happen i, I think now, something to hold in consideration with these two is that it was established in the pilot that like Luca's fucking. Oh, like, for sure. Just because <laughs> if something does happen with these two doesn't mean it's gonna like happen, happen. Right. She had a beefcake at, yeah, yeah, at yeah. a place. She had a slice of prime rib in her bed in the very first episode <laughs> of this show. Didn't forget you know, that. <laughs> Luca is not wanting for you know people who were on Ryan Murphy sitcoms. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, and Lucas playing playing this very in a very fun way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diane goes to the grand jury where she's being questioned by Mike Christiva, and he thanks her for coming. No need to thank me. I was subpoenaed. I didn't have a choice. So <laughs> fuck off. Um, or he asks her like, "What would you decline to answer my question about what I can do to help police brutality?" Why? Because I questioned your motives. And why would you question my motives? And I just love how flat out she was with this. You tend to lie. You're a liar. Mm-hmm. He is just using this as an opportunity to be in front of this grand jury, to plan some lies. Um, mm-hmm. He points out a couple facts here and there, uh, which is how a lot of these scumbags work. Uh, he says 30% of the annual income for uh, Reddick Bozeman Kolstad comes from police brutality cases. And then he just starts f- making shit up. Um, he says that she said the people of Cook County hate African-Americans. And then there was this moment where he says, you can see on her face, like, what the fuck did you just say? I said, and he says, do you want me to repeat it? And she says, no. Yes. What, what, what is that in that moment? You think? I was very confused by it. Cause I was, like mm. I said, I'll watch it this morning. So, uh, halfway through the thing, I was, I literally was sitting there like, wait, did she say that? I don't think she did, but did she? No, that could have been a part that didn't show. Like I don't know. I think, I think that was, for for me, not knowing the guy and not knowing like his his history or whatever, I kind of enjoyed that. Where like, you did see her being like on on her on the defense, and, like literally like kind of like kind of like surveying it. So her being mm-hmm. like, no, wait, yeah, let me hear that crazy shit you just said. Yeah, go ahead, R- repeat yeah. that. So exactly. that's how that's how I took it. Yeah. Uh, I was racking my brain for any moments within the good wife 
where with or where they had interactions and I couldn't think of anything but I mm-hmm. there's seven seasons of broadcast length seasons and just forgetting if there's if there's something in there but I feel like that moment is probably going to come back mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I don't think it's a pull from the good wife because in the good wife Diane is not terribly progressive in the good fight uh but she was even less so in the good wife there were a lot of moments where she was sort of balancing that moral line and so uh, taking a a rightful but perceived as radical position as hey maybe chicago cops do hate black people does not seem like something diane would have said in the past yeah but seems likely to her future yeah. After this grand jury, Diane heads into a meeting with the uh, partners, uh, at least the the uh, two of the named partners, and says that Christie is setting them up, and his plan is to reduce police brutality cases, not by reducing police brutality, but by mm-hmm. reducing the cases. And they're going after the firm that is handling thirty percent, you know, where thirty percent of their income is is coming from that. And just, like, I think another example. Another example of this episode's overarching theme of bureaucracy, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. is that if you if you're not interested in fixing the root of the problem, which is this country's police force, you can still get the results you want by doing something much easier. You know, mm-hmm. it's much easier to put a law firm out of business than it is to try to change the rot rotting melted hearts mm-hmm. of this country's police force. Yeah. So where do the cases go? Because, I mean, the police brutality, you know, situations, you know, that will be a constant, unfortunately. So if someone does want to bring a case, do you know, are they thinking, oh, they're going to go to go to another firm? That's not Bozeman. Well, I think I think what's going to happen that he wants to make an example of Bozeman mm-hmm. so that no firms will take on a case because it would yep. be too much of a risk. It's a, it's a it's a warning. It's their their head on a uh, a spike kind of kind of thing. Uh. Well, while they do have like the benefit of being able to take this moral stance they believe in, it is a third of their business. You know, they can take that stance that they believe in because they can literally afford to financially, you know, and if that gets jeopardized, Um, they might not be able to do the thing that they believe is right. Gotcha. And we'll probably see the algorithm dudes again. Yeah. (laughs) Telling them what they can and can't do. We can't afford to to give this up or we have to give this up because it's going to cost us more business because I can also see that too. The the Trumpiness kind of seeping into things uh, and some of their business going away because it already started happening a little bit last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, those algorithms, the algor- algorithm is going to be uh yeah. is going to go through some some workouts uh, over the season th- it seems. I think I think of someone like Sean King when I think of stuff like that. Someone who's like whole business model is like finding the most profitable like causes. And then once there is a cause that like isn't as profitable, it sort of starts falling by the wayside so that they can like sort of keep on top of the conversation in a way that benefits them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on Christiva? Uh, particularly I wanna say uh, Keen. Um, yeah, I think just Keen because you haven't seen uh, any of the good wife. Um, any thoughts on how this impacts other things or how he comes back or doesn't? The the thought immediately got to me after I think you you I think you just said it, the 
the Trumpiness seeping in. I kind of imagine him because, like, he Perry's a big guy. Like, well, not kind of fit, whatever. But like, <laughs> he's like he's a name, and like apparently he he set a tone from the from the way because like to get to get you to react to, to to a character like that that says something so i'm thinking he's gonna be like uh bringing another marvel thing uh like the venom symbiote symbiote while like <laughs> everything he touches is gonna turn bad or like turn not not right so i think him being around will get into other things and now the fact that like now he's pulling in uh maya with some jewelry's Send twelve people out to, to, to search something on Google. Twelve people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I think he will be. I, I can see him being around, and probably he might be set up as like either the mid boss of this season, or he'll come back as like the final boss of the season. Yeah, uh, for me, knowing what I do know of him, and that the again the trumpiness is, is seeping in this is his world you know and we're just living in it kind of kind of stuff within within the good fight it seems like mm-hmm. he's in his element and if he fails at this particular thing he is absolutely going to get something else that he's going to go after them for uh and if that fails he's just going to keep getting opportunity after opportunity because he's going after a more progressive law firm or uh uh, cause whatever it may be he's going to th- there's going to be money for him to fuck people over yeah i just i just this is doesn't have anything to do with this episode and it's not a spoiler but i am thrilled and very excited about the characters and actors that come with mike christiva oh no moving forward <laughs> no. just saying oh, they're going to ruin just more saying. of my more more uh good actors for me monica's yeah. here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's still a chef. There Could I be any more Trumpian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, so it ends. We've uh, already basically talked about it. Our charge is clear. This isn't just about police brutality. What have they done? What have their lawyers done? And he's got this, like, dry erase board with their faces and, uh, like, this crime. Yeah, dots uh. connecting, strings. <laughs> they're mapping out, it seems, like, the rest of this this season and who they're going to attack and for different reasons. Um, because there was several of them were were up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Final thoughts before we get to winners and losers. All right, then we will begin with the losers. Uh, we'll do losers first. Keep it to one if you have any bonus winners or bonuses. Um, you'll hit those after everybody's gone once. Tia, what do you got? Losers. <laughs> I had, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do it right this time. Um, I'm gonna say the loser for this episode for me was Maya uh and Maya connected to the firm because just the way she responds to things her immaturity level her privilege I feel like she's bad luck for the firm (laughs) like I feel like she's like you know you know that thing in those old movies where it's like you find the talisman and you bring it back and all these bad (laughs) things happen to you even though you live in the suburbs I feel like Maya is that thing where it's like you shouldn't have brought it back from the hike um so she's the loser for me just because I think uh just the fact that we had to follow along that storyline I think showed a lot of immaturity wasted time and resources Jay could you know Jay got other things to do you should got other things to do come on (laughs) yeah Um, Yeah, the firm has one investigator (laughs) right yeah uh Molly ex-boyfriend oh just hated him in general Because he got he got like screwed over with what he wanted to do at the end, and 
also is a scumbag. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, all around. Keen. Uh, initially, uh, Maya was my um, my loser, but I don't want to like um, keep keeping on the 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 height. Um, so I think <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with two losers. Uh, sorry for expanding it. You get one. All right, one loser. <laughs> one one's a really good joke. Uh, I'm not gonna go for the joke. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go for the joke. I feel bad for the guy that lost his watch. I'm not sure if he got the watch back. Aww. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, like the yeah. the uh, the internet or the internet watch, the uh, I watch uh, app watch, whatever <laughs> he gave up. Because like he was just like, uh, sir, can I judge? Can I? And he, we don't know. So mm. <laughs> it's just sitting in the bin. Just he doesn't have watch anymore. Fuck yeah, him. I don't care if he does it. There are cheaper ways to tell people you exercise than buying an Apple Watch. <laughs> um. uh, loser for Jack, uh, Tweety Bird's wife, who not only has this not great sounding medical condition, but has to be married to that man who <laughs> will not let her speak. Oh, for, for me, my loser is Tweety Bird. <laughs> um, for obvious reasons, uh, both in the case and outside the case. Keen, did you have a, or any any other bonuses? Other losers? Oh, my my bonus was Marissa because I f- I feel like she's getting vastly underpaid. Uh, she <laughs> has to be a snoop because Snooper's gonna snoop. Um, <laughs> she got to be a backup investigator. She got to be the tech person apparently. And she's like the on-site security guard for Maya now. So mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. She's not getting I, paid enough. I feel like she enjoys it all so much that she doesn't give a shit. Not that that makes it right by any means. Um, yeah. But like in the in the good wife, you had Kalinda who was like, I ain't paid for that. I'm not going. Like you got to – it was always like every other day was I, I got I need a raise. Um Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just very different different dynamics plus she's not the investigator so it's not a great comparison but uh yeah she just seems to really enjoy it and she's got a lot of initiative Let's go with winners winners back winners back. winner i would have to say i think things are looking up for barbara uh i i think that she is both as like a character within like us watching the show i think she's getting more fleshed out and getting more opportunities but also like we now have verification that like other people see what's going on, that she's not the only person aware of the changes at her firm that may have long lasting consequences for the firm's identity and for the identity that she's cultivated as a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even beyond that, she forms a little camaraderie with Diane at the end. Uh, And I think that is, a big win for her. Either way, if she's trying to do a power thing to push Diane out, that's a good move. Or if she's just like trying to connect with another human being, she was successful <laughs> in that capacity as well. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And also things that may impact their bottom line uh, because yeah. they may have clients or clients may avoid them because they aren't that all black uh, mm-hmm. firm firm anymore. That was one of the great things about the firm. And now <laughs> there's more and more coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, mostly black law firm doesn't have quite the same <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> uh, Keen. As much as much as I dislike this person, I gotta say he's he's the winner, uh, which is Colin. He's <laughs> he's wooing he's wooing uh Luca somehow, some way. It's it's working. 
uh, probably because of his boyish charms, which I never understood why you want a man looks like a boy, but whatever. <laughs> um, and the fact that he got a free half burger, it sounds like they're going to hook up eventually because <laughs> like they almost ha- they almost had a date two weeks ago and they're pretty much like penciling in uh, the meetup or whatever for later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got the got the embarrassed uh, guy at work. And whenever you get a chance to embarrass another person at work, it's pretty good. So I got to say it's Colin. Yeah, I can go with that. And that's March 14th, which is uh, which is coming up next Sunday. So choose how hmm. you want to celebrate their, the date between Luca and Colin. <laughs> Milkshakes. That's I'm eating pie. That's what I'm going to do. Molly. Also going to hop on the dislike person train and say it's Mike Christiva. He's just, he's chatting up a storm. Looks like he's off to a good start. He's got a, he's got the approval of his boss. He's like, mm-hmm. he's got a strategy here. He's, he's got the the slack of his of his boss um <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> i see I, I see that uh just this, yeah. this is me agreeing i'm not putting him as my my winner of the episode mm-hmm. but he there is definitely like i can see him for these four years being having some losses but generally this is like i said earlier this is he's in his element with with this particular administration and the opportunities he is unfortunately likely to get. So my winner for this episode is that embryo. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I think the embryo was probably the most excited that uh, Diane uh, and them won the case, Diana Barbara. So uh, mm-hmm. I hope that baby grows up finds their father and like pants the father or <laughs> pushes them yeah. into a pile of cow poop. Um, so I just, I want to see, you know, connect this to the origin story of the embryo, but the embryo is definitely the winner in my mm-hmm. mind. Cool. Mm. My winner is uh, Laura Solano, um, who gets to, gets to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, any bonuses? One bonus I have is Mike the server. Um, the, the, uh, the act specifically the actor that plays him, because I feel like his role is going to just keep increasing, uh, in, in fun ways. I don't think that he's ever going to be like an integral part of the, the plot, although he kind of was a little bit here in, in, in some way, but I like how much he's already getting to do any others. Uh, yeah, well, I had kind of a bonus question. Uh, those mm-hmm. of you who have been to, or live in Chicago, have you been to the real place Scooter's Frozen Custard? And is live, it as good as they say? I live that live down the block. I live half a block from it. And I <laughs> okay. had it and I had it Tuesday. I had it uh, Sunday night. Nice. Um wow. they have little dog cones. And it is it's good. Okay. It's, it's good. Well, they 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 use um sorry, they use <laughs> a, a lot of artificial flavoring for their specials, mm-hmm. which okay. I'm not about. But the base custard very delicious okay good to know i I have to mark that on my eventual uh good wife slash fight (laughs) tour of chicago please (laughs) please do and then come by it's it's, i'm not kidding it is a minute and a half walk from my house (laughs) yeah so on march 14th we know where to find molly (laughs) Uh, yes uh then that will do it for the episode we'll be back soon uh thank you tia thank you jack thank you molly and thank you keen thank you all for listening Bye.